like you said, it, it's um, it's obviously just not you know how well I perform on the court. Um, and, you know, it's just a, a culmination of all of the things of you know who I am and things I do off the court and things of that nature. So it's um, it's you know just I'm very thankful. Um, you know, it's always nice to win something, but like uh, I just want to thank you know just my, my my family and you know the people around me who's you know just helped me all, all this way and you know it's just nice. It's, it's um. It's humbling at the same time as well. This is the Matt Mosley Show. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. EP, oh, you got me. There we are, just in the nick of time. As we have one last day together, I'm back from uh, Chicago. Good to be with you. It was good to be at Schmaltz's earlier today. I was uh, on Valley Mills and uh, got to uh, get that, that location. I also love the downtown uh, location as well. E.P. Garth in with me for one more day. Now, I like to get the Schmaltz's special and load that thing up. And today I got the potato salad, and it was so good. And uh, it's, a, it's a good way to start your day. And a good way to start uh, today as we lead into game time. We'll be with you at 4 o'clock today. And, boy, great to be able to hear us on Fox and ESPN all over Central Texas. Hello out there to everybody. And uh, we thank Central National Bank for being our presenting sponsor, one of the great banks in Central Texas. And they've been around for a long time. And they're family-owned, and it's uh, wonderful. A couple of locations in Waco, Austin, and then, of course, in Temple, Texas. And, um, I, you know, what I'm, what I'm kind of doing today, EP, I'm gonna, I've been hitting some local uh, coffee shops after the show today. I'm going to run out to a place you know well. I'm going to run out to Common Grounds. Okay, that, that when I was kind of finishing up Baylor, Common Grounds had become a huge thing on campus. Your family has some involvement with this. And EP, I'm going to run out to the Woodway location and kind of check things out and see what kind of coffee they're making out that direction. So most people probably don't do a lot of coffee in the afternoon. They're worried that it might affect sleep, EP. But someone like myself who stays up till all hours, I don't really worry about that kind of thing. So I just kind of like going from coffee house to coffee house, and I'm excited to go check out what Mr. Batson has in store for me out at Common Grounds Woodway. Yeah, that's a great place. And, in fact, I was in Tyler uh, yesterday. Actually, it was on Saturday. And we went to uh, scout out uh, their Tyler location. And it is an awesome location. So when they finally do get around to uh, building Common Grounds Tyler and also Slow Rise Pizza is going to be uh, part of it as well, just like it is out in Woodway. And so they've got Fort Worth or over at uh, 8th Street, and then they're on the Baylor campus and the sub. And, boy, I tell you what, Blake Batson, he just is a, an entrepreneurial uh, go-getter, and uh, he just uh, continues to surprise me with all the endeavors he's involved in. <clears throat> Not that you're biased toward him at all, but uh, he is a family member and, uh, and, and kind of married into the Garth family, I would say, or you all married into his family, but it's become a great uh, thing. And so, EP, I'm ready to get out there and experience some of that. And um, that's great. Common Grounds became a huge Baylor hangout. Got great Baylor news today for you. Um, just before I was coming on the show, I was looking over everything, and it appears that uh, Matt Meyer 
is going to withdraw from the NBA draft. What that means is there was going to be a combine in Chicago where I've been. Matt, Matthew Meyer, EP, will pull out of that combine, and he will be part of um, the whole Baylor season next year. So he had till, oh, I think it was maybe July 7th or some, some part in July to make this decision. He decided to go ahead and make it. And this is great for planning purposes, for scholarships. Baylor knows how many scholarships they'll have to offer next season. And um, that's going to be fun. But Matt Meyer who has become one of the most entertaining players in Baylor history, has all kinds of athletic ability, and really has the ability to be a second-round pick. I I, I do definitely think he was at least going to be a second-round pick because he can do it all. He's got length. He can shoot from three. He can get to the hole. He can can handle the ball pretty well. This is a modern-day sort of positionless game that some people are playing in the NBA, and this guy fits it. And he is, uh, and he's playing better defense all the time. Gets his hands in uh, in some of the passing lanes. Matthew Meyer will be back at Baylor. And what this means, EP, is that um, the Mullet brothers will stay intact. And um, uh, Jackson Pollock, uh, who is, um, sounds like a, is that like a painter or something? Did I get that wrong? Jack. Anyway, Jackson will be back, and uh, he will uh, he will join with uh, Matt Meyer and and. Off and running, they will be together. The um, the mullet brothers are back together. Now, EP, have you ever had a mullet? I, I'm looking. You you still have plenty of hair. It's thinning a tad bit in the front, although still long enough. <laughs> have you ever kind of let it grow out in the back and, and had what some people would refer to as the mullet? You know, I didn't think I did, but I saw an old video from back in the 90s, uh, early 90s, and yeah, uh, I had a mullet at one time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You, embarrassed to say. <laughs> you need to get some some of the uh, swag at Mullet Brothers T-shirt, okay? I'm going to see if I can get you one of those. And that's uh, that that really is uh, a good group right over there. They, they were all growing out their hair and everything. But Matt Meyer, EP, I will tell you, probably as entertaining, as maddening at times, a player that's been around. But the guy we had on the other day, Jared Butler, that was his roommate. And he and Jackson – and one of the other walk-ons, they were all together, and they had a they had an unbelievable time, and um, and and right now Jared Butler is about to become a very very wealthy man because he's going to go in like the twenties in the draft, maybe even sooner than that, and then they have in Davion Mitchell a top ten, a top ten draft pick that'll change your life right there. And then today, EP got some good news for you and our and our folks out there. Three forty, we have. Uh, we, we're going to have Freddie Gillespie. Freddie G, we like to call him, big-time NBA great. He is now with the Toronto Raptors, and he is playing some big-time basketball. And he came up through the G League, got on with the Toronto Raptors, block shots, is all over the place, great rebounder, does it all, and was great for the Bears. And he will, um, he will join us today at 340. He happened to be on campus. And what they do when they come on campus, EP, is the guys go by and uh, get their picture with a national championship trophy. So I would say that's a pretty cool experience there, to have won the national title. We saw Freddie G moving around town, moving around Indy. He was on his uh, scooter. And uh, I would say seeing a 6'10 or 6'9, 6'10 NBA player on a scooter, EP, that'll kind of – that that's worrisome to me. I, I don't I don't like the uh, I, I you know they've got to take care of their bodies and everything. So he and um, 
some of the other some of the other former bears were all over Indianapolis on their scooters. It was quite a sight. A six nine man on a scooter. So did you get your picture taken with the national championship trophy yet? I did before they won it. All right. They had it out by some famous fountain in Indy, and I got involved over there and uh, and had the picture with the uh, national championship trophy. Well, now you have to get it uh, while it's here. <laughs> EP, do you do you uh, are you going to get any uh, memorabilia? Or do, I mean, I hope you watched it and, and took part as a oh, Baylor absolutely. alum. Did you? What was the run like for you? Well, I was very proud uh, to see uh, finally. You know, we thought this was going to happen last year. But mm-hmm. it didn't because the you know it was canceled and on. But yeah, it was like a very thrilling. It was like watching Baylor football when Art Riles was here. You know, it's pretty mm-hmm. exciting. <laughs> I would say so. Or Matt Rule. Matt Rule had some great moments too. But uh, incredible. And so that's going to be a power pack day. Kevin Longquist today at three twenty EP. And I know you're getting more and more into this. I'm going to try to help you get into this. Some of this recruiting stuff. Official visits are upon us. It's happening now like, on a almost every weekend type deal. And Baylor made hay over the weekend, got some commits. And I, I don't want to overdo this, but uh, EP, I saw one list that had the Bears as number 13 in the country as far as recruiting is going right now. Guess who they're in front of? And I'm, again, this is just very early in the process. This will change. But they are ahead of the Alabama Crimson Tide right wow. now. That that's uh, that's uh, pretty impressive right there. Uh, good recruiting by the, uh, the the new better coach. Yeah, Dave Aranda over yeah. there doing some good recruiting, and uh, they have a Polynesian player that you're going to love, and they got another Polynesian player that's uh, committed to them, and we'll talk to Kevin Longquist about that. But this this guy they have is Yaki uh, Apu is what they call him. Ika Ika is his last name, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you unbelievable space eater can take on two or three blockers can collapse the pocket started at LSU the defense they changed it when Aranda left and so he decided he would come be a Baylor bear good uh, smart move (laughs) the the great thing what happens in recruiting EP is if you get a top recruit like they'll get a quarterback for 2022 or 2023 those guys start recruiting their friends and the guys that are already committed to you become huge influences. And the other thing that's happening right now, you're seeing more and more, especially with more high school players now finally getting back on campus and doing all the visits and doing the workouts and doing the camps, you're seeing the class of like 2024. Kids that are going to be graduating from high school in 2024 are already getting offers. Well, you know, the most impressive thing about Baylor recruiting over the last 10, 12 years has been the fact that, that they, they have looked – at players from Central Texas and um, from East Texas. Uh, they're getting those players that they want from the Houston area. And uh, they're quite, you know, to be honest with you, you know, 15, 20 years ago, uh, Central Texas players didn't get a, get a lot of a look-see, you know, from Baylor recruiters. And, for example, Lindanian Tomlinson right under their nose uh, in uh, they miss out on that opportunity, and look what he turned into. Yeah, I'd say so. Let's not bring up the negative <laughs> moments. They got well, Walter Abercrombie. They got Alfred Anderson. They did get some greats uh, from 
Central Texas. Now, last night also, EP, you've been watching these NBA playoffs. We saw something just unprecedented. A 6'10 man, an all-star in the league in Ben Simmons for the 76ers, supposed to be one of the great players, maybe a top 10 to 15 player in the league. We saw a man turning down shots. We got a lot of people out there that love the NBA. You can come in at 254-662-1660 if you want to weigh in. The CNC Collision Text Toy. Ben Simmons is a star player, EP. He is 6'10". He can do it all. He's got extreme length. He's slithery player. He's fast. The one thing he can't do is put the ball in the basket. And in fact, he gets extremely, extremely fearful of having to go to the free throw line because people that can't shoot don't like shooting free throws. And so last night we saw the incredible uh, thing of, of a star player being removed from a game at crunch time because you couldn't play him. And so Sixers will have to find out right now because last night they got beat by the Atlanta Hawks. EP, I don't know how closely you follow the NBA. I would just say the Atlanta Hawks have not been relevant since Dominique Wilkins was playing for them. And you know why, why that was? is because he could dunk like crazy because he was one of the most athletic players in the history of the NBA. And they've just been kind of out there in the wilderness for all these years. Occasionally they'll be decent, but they are going to the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, this is rarefied air, and they have a legitimate shot against the Milwaukee Bucks. Well, it, it has been a while since they've had uh, a lineup that, like they have, and it's led by, you know, Trey Young, and Trey, he's a marvelous player, and he's revitalized uh, that franchise. And for them to be in the Eastern Conference Finals, you know, I kind of looked at, uh, you know, their first uh, round opponent and the way they played, and I was impressed, and I said, you know, this, this could be a team to reckon with in the in the finals. But but back to Ben Simmons. Yeah. It's a disappointment. Yeah. To see a brilliant brilliant player in some respects, a great defender, great in transition, great athleticism to be able to do all those things. How do you get to be that great of a player and to be picked number 1 overall and you never learn how to shoot a jumper? I mean, if that it's, it's, it's one of those things. In, in, in the NBA, what we do is everybody drafts on what a player could be. A lot of times it isn't about who you are now. They're trying to make a projection. And this guy goes out in an NBA game, and they have to get him off the floor. He's supposed to be the second-best player on the team behind Embiid. And they had to get him off the floor in favor of Shake Milton, kid from SMU. I don't even know if Shake Milton was drafted. They had to put him on the – they had to get Ben Simmons off the floor last night. After the game – Doc Rivers asked, can you win a championship with this guy? And his answer was, I'm sorry, I can't answer that. I don't mm. have an answer to that. Well, that's the answer. That's the only a- answer you, you could want. And It's a shame because when he came into the NBA, they were saying he's the best thing since blue cheese. And uh, unfortunately, you know, and, and like last night in crunch time, you guys have paid off. Blue cheese, I've not. Are you a blue cheese guy? Yes, I am. You like the wedge? You like the huge wedge salad with oh, the... Uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it sounds like the, something. And even the crumbles, you know, little crumbles. It is the uh, Matt Mosley show, the crumbles, yeah, um, with uh, with Stephen Simcox. And uh, today, E.P. Garth. In fact, I mentioned E.P. 
to uh, to one of your family members. I said, today might be our last show together. And, and there was some sadness. The response was like, no, no, not the last one. So who knows? EP, we'll cross paths. I, uh, but I do think um, Stephen Simcox is due back tomorrow. And young Sawyer has uh, come into the world. And so he is a new dad. He's actually already a dad. And they've got Bradley and Abby at home. But young Sawyer has entered their lives. And EP, what you've learned is what a lot of folks uh, around your age have learned. Grandchildren are the greatest. But earlier today, I think I called you while you were dropping one of your grandchildren or maybe a couple of them, two of them. You were dropping them off, and they, it, for a grandparent, is that pretty nice uh, that, yeah, to be able to drop them off? Well, we spent a lot of time with our grandchildren, and uh, you know, this is not too long ago. We, uh, the two girls, uh, Blake's oldest and middle, yeah, uh, we you know, went to the uh, the zoo with them on a regular occasion, and uh, they're they're a delight to be with. Uh, and it was a little hot today at the zoo. Uh, but, uh, you know, they're great kids, and uh, we enjoy them very much. In fact, they were over at the house last night swimming. And, oh, nice. And so, we again, we spend a lot of time with the grandkids, and it, they are a delight. And it's like you said, that the you know, best thing about grandkids is that you do get to take them home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, at some point. Yeah. EP, as hot as it is, it, with your permission, while you and Tom kind of work through the rest of the afternoon doing whatever you all do, I may go by the pool, and I may just go poolside and take a little dip and uh, cool off a little bit. It is Matt Mosley's show, Stephen Simcox, E.P. Garth in today. we got a lot planned for you, and we got the, uh, well, the great, the Baylor great turned NBA player, Freddie Gillespie, is going to join us at 340. But next, we're going to catch up. Baylor has made some offers, and there have already been some commitments. How has Baylor suddenly have one of the best recruiting classes for 2022 in the country, we tell you next. Recently on the Matt Mosley Show. Joined now by Mike McGraw. Uh, welcome back to the program. And, and what, did you, what did you make of uh, Phil Mickelson at age 50 winning the PGA Championship? It reminded me a lot of what Jack Nicklaus did in 1986 to the Masters. And that is he was... A player well past his prime, wasn't even particularly in good form of late. Once he got in contention in a big event, he, he remembered how to win. And Listen to the Matt Mosley Show Monday through Friday from 3 to 4 on ESPN Central Texas. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Summer is here and so is home improvement season. It's time to get those windows replaced. Call Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. Universal Windows Central Texas.com. That's Universal Windows Central Texas.com. Or call 254 301 7760. And be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Hi, Jay here from Pickup Outfitters with a question. If you had a very good friend with very bad breath and everyone knew it except him, wouldn't you tell him? I believe you would because it's part of the bro code. 
So now this same friend is driving a truck around town without a stitch of accessories. I mean, no step bars, no bed cover, no grill guard, totally naked. And he's unaware how embarrassing it is. Don't you owe it to him, bro to bro, to tell him he's driving around a new truck? The Pickup Outfitters, we think you do. And we're asking you to join the cause to end truck nudity in Central Texas, one bro at a time. So grab your buddy, ask him to get a beer with you, and break the news to him gently. Then show him all the possibilities for his truck on the Pickup Outfitters website. You can even bring him to Pickup Outfitters. As our thanks to your commitment to your bro, we'll even take the price of the beer off the ticket. Unless, of course, it's a light beer. Pickup Outfitters of Waco, we're here to help you and your bro on the web at createacommotion.com. We're planning a trip to Spain later this year. But our Spanish is... It's pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? No matter your learning style or experience level, Babbel has lessons designed for you that will get you speaking quickly and confidently. I tried learning Spanish before, but I couldn't stick with it until I found Babbel. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now we speak Spanish. I can't wait to use our new language skills on our upcoming adventures. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. At Carrington Dental, we know the importance of getting proper dental care. And we understand finding the right dental plan can be complicated and time-consuming. That's why we created My Dental Choices. Finding quality, affordable dental care doesn't have to be stressful. With plans starting at $8.95 per month, you can choose between dental discount or dental insurance plans. Simply call and let one of our dental plan experts help you determine which plan is right for you and your family. You'll enjoy significant savings on your dental care, no matter which plan you choose. Life is busy enough. Don't add dental care to your list of worries. Discover an affordable reason to smile. Find out how much you can save on your dental care. Call My Dental Choices today to get a customized dental plan quote for you or your entire family. 800-947-4078. 800-947-4078. That's 800-947-4078. Ah, it is Matt Mosley alongside E.P. Garth today. Stephen back in studio with us tomorrow. It's Matt Mosley's show. And, uh, boy, now join. We've had all sorts of news breaking this weekend. Had some NBA talk off the top. And uh, Jackson Moffitt was, by the way, EP, I don't know if you noticed, I called one of the players Jackson Pollock earlier. Jackson Moffitt, Jackson Pollock, we know who that is, is the, uh, is the Baylor, the, uh, the, uh, one of the Mullet brothers. And I do want to welcome on right now uh, none other than Kevin Longquist, who's kind enough to come uh, to us from the beach, uh, out in the Gulf somewhere, and... Um, Kevin, I, before we start talking about some of these Baylor uh, signings, or not signings, but commitments, and boy, there's some excitement going on right now. A quick word, John Rahm, did you get to witness some of this? I know you're on vacation right now. Um, I 
That was unbelievable. I the last few holes of it. In fact, when we pulled into our destination, I turned on the last two holes. And those last two finishing holes with those putts, that's pretty impressive. That's nerves of steel, the way he pulled that off. So congratulations to him. And, and speaking of nerves of steel, to be 26 years old, to be overwhelmed in, in that moment, and yet still have the grace to think of Seve immediately. Hey, I did this mm-hmm. for Seve. I mean, this guy seems to have wisdom beyond his years. In fact, when you hear that he's 26, it's almost a little shocking. We were still mm-hmm. surprised it took him this long to win a major. Much like Kepka did, this could be a guy, uh, Kevin, that – runs uh, several of those uh in a, you know he he could he could have four or five majors in a hurry and right uh, and if i'm not if not if i'm not mistaken matt i think what was it two three weeks ago he was leading that tournament forgot the name of it uh, after the, the memorial. third round and then he tested positive and he had a withdrawal yeah that was the memorial that's jack's tournament he had a six stroke right. lead after his third round and was right. told that he had tested positive for covid and so right. he handled that extremely well, had a, had a very positive attitude, mm-hmm. did not get mad at the PGA, even though some people did get mad at the PGA over their handling of that. And so he didn't get to play, even though he had no symptoms and was feeling fine, and then ends up winning the U.S. Open. I mean, that, that was really, really fun stuff. Okay, Kevin, I'll get right to it. But first of all, can you see the ocean right now? Or have you gone like to the beach house to kind of so you can focus on this interview? Can you see for the ocean during this interview? You know, Matt, just for you, I came up to my uh, room so I could do this interview and would give it all my full attention. Mm. But as we're talking, I have a very good view of the Gulf. So uh, I'm uh, some of us are, are struggling like myself, but I'm managing the way to fight through. But again, Matt, for you, I would give my, I, I, will, I will do anything to get this done for you. Yeah, that's very kind. I appreciate that. Kevin Lonquist from Rivals, Sikkim Sports, at Sikkim Sports. You can follow Kevin. Now, Kevin, I love, I was talking about sort of this Polynesian connection. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, Apu, uh, the uh, Siaka, is the, uh, is the great uh, defensive nose tackle for Baylor that's supposed to be so good. Tell me, did we did the Bears get a commitment, and does it look like Apu um, or Ika? I mean, this is this guy is really it looks like he's going to be a fine player. Did did it seem like some of these guys that are already with Baylor are they stepping in and helping in the recruiting process? Look like one of his uh, some guy that that he's kind of gotten to know just committed to the Bears. Yeah, and George Miley, I'm I'm probably not saying that correctly, but the uh, kid from South Jordan, Utah, and of course uh, Apu's from Utah as well. And I think that obviously connection there makes a difference. But I, I can tell you this: in, in talking to Miley, it was probably back in you know, it was in like April or May when I was talking to him originally. Is you know, remember Eric Mateos came from BYU, he followed Jeff Grimes down there, and, and a relationship had already been established between those two. So I think that made a huge difference in terms of uh, Baylor, obviously deepening that connection there, uh, and then obviously having him to come down and visit. And if you think about the teams that Baylor beat out for him uh, in terms of USC, UCLA, and Oregon. Uh, that's, that's some pretty good competition. I would rate this, Matt, probably, and this is no disrespect to you know Kelsey Johnson or Zach Pyron or Bryce Simpson or anything like that, or even Trey Emery, who they got over the weekend. But I would probably say this is probably the biggest recruiting win uh, of this class and maybe one of the biggest, if not the biggest, that Dave Aranda has had in a short two-year period at Baylor just because of the competition that they had for him. And I think that by the time his rating, his, his uh, career is over there, 
that he's pro- that we're probably going to rate him a four star. He just missed on that. He's a five seven with a three star. That's about, that's the highest you can go. Okay, so he's getting toward a four-star. Talking to Kevin Longquist, who's an expert on all things recruiting. Now, so the Bears, I'm seeing a couple of lists out there, Kevin, that, and I know y'all don't always agree exactly how these things work, but they, they were even thinking Baylor might move up into like the top 15 in the country for 2022. Is it premature to say that, or does that seem fair with some of the momentum for what, and, and what happened over the weekend? Well, I think, you know, okay, so so just to review, they got Caden Soraki, the offensive lineman from the Woodlands, who we don't have even rated yet, so keep that in mind. Now, this is a kid that they offered uh, over the, uh, that they offered at their June 5th camp. Then you get Trey Emery, the defensive tackle from Mount Pleasant, who committed on Friday. Then Jordan Neighbors, I love this kid, this wide receiver from Rockwall. Heath, great possession receiver, physical specimen. I mean, he's cut like you wouldn't believe, because I last saw him at the arrivals camp in Coppell, but... These four commitments, Soraki notwithstanding, we actually have Baylor uh, as a team ranking number 16 nationally right now. Now, that's kind of subject to, that's a fluctuation thing because they have 14 and you're basically halfway through the recruiting process. You know, some schools have 10, some have five, some have six, some have two or whatever. I think TCU only has one right now, Matt. So it's kind of that unstable period. And, you know, Baylor was at this stretch, it was at this point last year being in the high teens with the, with the way that class was looking. You remember the likes of how Presley, Roderick Daniels, those guys, guys who wound up not coming to Baylor, but they were pushing Baylor's class up the ladder. But I like this class from the standpoint that it's balanced. Uh, they're getting the offensive, they're addressing the offensive line needs that they so dearly need to uh, get ratcheted up, not only between from a recruiting standpoint, but obviously from the transfers. They're getting their tight end situation set up. Of course, Jeff Grimes has made it a point that he wants tight ends to be a more focused part of this offense. Then you look at what they've done uh, with their skill positions. With with Jordan Neighbors, I think they could probably use another wide receiver from that group. And, of course, Zach Pyron, the talented quarterback from Tinson Valley, Alabama, who's going to the Elite 11 Finals in about a week. So that's a great uh, feat for him. So all those things are coming together, and I will say that there's a lot of bounces. The only thing that they don't really have right now, Matt, that they've got to get cert- they've got to get settled is they got probably got to get is is really defensive back. They probably need about three or four from this group, and then I think they'll be in pretty good shape. Okay, get three or four defensive, maybe backs. five, maybe five. Yeah. yeah, and and okay, so just to have this all together. How many commitments do they have now with this uh, this rush of commitments over the weekend? What is where does it stand? Okay, so they're at fourteen, and I think I think you could see a final number somewhere around twenty, give or take. Probably could I could see it around twenty two. You know, you can you're capped at twenty five, but again, it also depends on you know what you're looking at from the transfer market, that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, we just kind of have to wait and see how that part of it shakes out. Because remember, they're still trying to find a stopgap solution with the offensive line through the portal. Nothing yet uh, that we've seen, of course. But at this time, 14, and like I said, I think they could probably get up to about 2022. That's kind of where I'm thinking this this will probably settle out at. 
Okay, and I always like to, folks like to think, okay, what's next? Who's kind of hanging in the balance? You know, I get excited when I see those uh, things that the kids put up, you know, like I've got my final four, I've got my final five, and all those edits and all those sorts of things. But is who is in play right now that could really ratchet this thing up? Is there are there a well, couple guys that that we're, they're kind of waiting on and and they're maybe even have a fifty fifty or better shot at? Well, I think a couple guys. You know, you you want to look at Jared Kerr, who's a great looking athlete from Lexington. I know a lot of people feel like Texas A and M has the lead for him, but he was in town over the weekend. You know, I didn't know what to think of Jaden Gibson, who's a rival's four-star uh, recruit. He's national 133. He's out of Winter Garden, Florida, which, by the way, used to be, I think, the uh, spring training home of the Boston Red Sox. Um, but anyway, but Jaden is penciled in the, our, our future cast, having going to Florida. But it sounded like Baylor made a pretty good move on him over the weekend. Uh, where that's going to go, I don't know just yet. Uh, I would keep an eye on uh, Fort Bend Hightower wide receiver Caleb Douglas, who was in town for his weekend visit there. You know, maybe Marion, Marion Horn from Broken Arrow. He's another Rivals four-star recruit, number 214. I think that's going to be more of a tougher fight for Baylor to try and win that with him. But nonetheless, he's really he's a really talented athlete. They got him in there. And I think another big win for them to try and get in there and see is, is what they could do with Major Everhart from Amarillo Tascosa. He's an all-purpose back. That's how we rate him. He's another high five or three-star player with a 5.7 rating. And a lot of people think he's going to be an all-purpose back, but Baylor likes him at wide receiver. And I think that's going to be an interesting point is how you sell wide receiver to him and how he responds to that could be very telling in terms of which way he wants to go. Does he want to go in the backfield? Does he want to be a back? Could he be like your uh, your trusted Ebner type of player? He could be your slash. You could, you could put him in the backfield. You could slot him out, that sort of thing. Um, or do you want to use him as a true wide receiver? I think it just kind of depends on the message that Baylor is selling them and what he wants to hear. I think we got a little ways to go, though, on Everhart. All right, I've been doing my research to help you, all right? I've got a 2000... 2000- <laughs> okay. I've got a 2024 quarterback. Now, wait, would that be a kid going into his sophomore year? Does that sound right to you? Uh, yes, that's correct. Okay, uh-huh. okay. And then I've got a running back for you, all right, at, at that age, a 2024. And they just they offered him. He's from McKinney, and he got mm-hmm. some varsity time as a freshman. And I'm getting some inside info from my nephew who plays on that team, all right? I'm just going to continue to feed you some of this. Well, so, I've already been talking to Brian Jackson, so we're good there. Uh, Six no. foot, two hundred pound kid. He's a good looking player, that's for sure. Now, the, the quarterback, I think you're talking about out of Burleson. Um, I, I think that's that's going to be an interesting story to follow. There, you know, with 2024 offers, though, Matt, you always kind of have to just wait and see how that kind of uh, how that develops over time. Um, you know, I, I my f- personal feeling is is that you you got to let you know with Dylan, his name is Dylan Rayola he's from Burleson like we like we talked about I'll actually get to see him uh this year because as a lot of people know I do Alito on the radio and and Burleson and Alito are in the same district so we so I I don't know when they'll be seeing each other but I will be seeing him and I do know from a couple of people before he even went to this camp is that there was a lot of talk about him making an impact because remember John Kitna's son I was the starting quarterback at uh, Burleson last year, and he's now at Florida. And so with this kid, there's been a lot of excitement about what he's able to bring to that Burleson offense. Could they really challenge a little? Well, I mean, you're going to have to bring it all if you're going to try and beat a little, but that's another story. But with Rayola, they'll heard, heard from somebody that he had a really good camp. Of course, I wasn't there because I was getting ready to leave for my trip. But 
he's he's an interesting player for sure. And I think you know when you're six three two ten, when you've got that kind of frame to start with, uh, there are a lot of things to work with for sure. And of course, and he's got a former NFL quarterback as his head coach. All right. By the way, mine is a real super secret Fort Worth All Saints kid. All right. Okay. Uh, that's that's this uh, one kid is going to. Uh, so Hoss Haney's a kid you st- you should start taking a peek at H E J N Y. That's going to be really interesting to see where this kid ends up because A and M's taking a hard look, and he was at LSU camp, and and he can run for days. Some of these uh, you don't always think of quarterbacks, you you know, but this kid is you know Donald Driver's son. You've seen you've I've heard. Yeah, yeah, I know of him, but so, I don't know much about him. Anyway, actually, he's got he's got similar speed to that. All right, last thing I had for you. So, is this Baylor team as it's starting to take shape? Are you still feeling what a lot of people are feeling that this thing's going to have to get done? They've got three potential All American types on defense, and you feel all around them, and you hope that some of these guys continue to come up, shop some of these other guys that continue to to uh, mature. Is this still in your mind a team that's going to have to win with defense, and then just buy time for whatever mm-hmm. quarterback to get up to speed? You know, I, I, that's the way I look at it, Matt. I mean, I don't, I don't put together my season prediction of wins until, you know, re- really when they get to fall camp and they're kind of breaking shape and you kind of get to know how, how things are going here. But I think that assessment's pretty fair. Now, I do think it's realistic to think that this team is capable of winning six games this year. I know people want to go off the deep end and say nine or ten dark horse Big 12 uh champions, that sort of thing. And that's fine because this defense, I think, will absolutely keep Baylor in a lot of games. Look, look at what they did in Norman last year, uh, Matt, and how, how they flustered those guys. It just was their offense was so bad that they would never gave themselves a chance to even get back in that game. So if you think about this with a great nose tackle with Apu, I think they'll always have a chance. I think it really comes down to three things with the offense. One, you get a bona fide signal caller, although I do think they're going to be going back and forth with a couple of guys there who I don't know just yet. Uh, that remains to be seen. I think it also depends on what productivity you get from your offensive line. Can it really deliver and be credible? I don't think you're asking for this offensive line to be a groundbreaking group, but if it can be credible, I think that's the only thing because Baylor's offensive line since pretty much 2016, Matt, has been pretty bad. And then I think it really comes down to is which of the wide receivers of this group steps up to be the alpha. We didn't have that last year. You know, is this the year where Tycorn Thornton really turns it around and gets things going in the right direction, which he desperately needs to, or does that, or does the torch get passed to RJ Snead, who made some big catches last year, may not be the burst speed guy that you're looking for, but has, but has some track record to him. So I think those are the three things where Baylor's offensive success is predicated on to having at least a bold type of season in 2021. All right. Hey, Kevin, we'll let you get back to the beach, okay? Thank you for doing this. Great information. (laughs) I'll talk to you soon. All right. Be good. Thanks, Matt. Take care. Kevin Longquist from Rivals, and you can read his work. Uh, I I follow him on Twitter at uh, Sikkim Sports. And uh, he is at Rivals, does a really nice job and provides a lot of good depth and coverage if you want to know who Baylor is uh, after in recruiting. All right, a former Baylor great, Freddie Gillespie, happens to be in town. He joins the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox and E.P. Garth next. 
This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy skies tonight with a 70% chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms. Low temperatures fall to around 68 degrees. It'll be partly sunny tomorrow. It's going to be a cooler day with a high of 84. And on Wednesday, mostly sunny skies, much warmer with a high of 94. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Moore Show. Frank was just such a gentleman, such a great representative of Baylor University. And it wasn't just Baylor. I mean, he was doing the Baylor games, but he was so well-respected that he was doing Southwest Conference basketball TV games every week. And the other coaches in the Southwest Conference were okay with that just because Frank was so so fair and did such a great job for their schools and for the league. Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. When you're dealing with life's ups and downs, it helps to know the ins and outs of insurance. Farmers Insurance has been sharing practical insurance knowledge for more than 90 years. At David Greenup Insurance Agency, they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. Contact David Greenup Farmers Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889 to find out how he can help you protect the things that matter most to you. That's Greenup Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889. We are farmers. Bum, ba, dum, bum, 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 bum. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-883-3024. 800-883-3024. That's 800-883-3024. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949. 
because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. All right, it's Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas, and pleased to be joined by Freddie Gillespie, star player for Baylor, now in the NBA with the Raptors, the Toronto Raptors. Freddie, it's getting to where you can't exactly sneak into town. I'm sorry. It took me about 10 minutes to realize you had made it into town because Baylor loves to brag on you. And, yeah. and and they, they you were taking that picture with the national title trophy. Uh, so if you wanted to kind of come in under the the guise of uh, darkness, it's it's kind of impossible these days, Freddie. You've become too successful. Yeah, no. So when I was kind of like, I was like, okay, I knew that. Like when I come back to Waco, I was like, all right, I'm gonna have to. I can't. I was like, people are gonna take take like to take it personally if I don't tell them I come back. So and there's no like it's already a small town. So. <laughs> I was like, so I'm, like, I'm going to be seen. So I was like, I made sure I, I put enough, uh, I, I cut out enough time to see everybody, and I, I notified all the people I was coming back. So, well, did the, um, did Scott put you to work? Did Jerome? Did they like get you? They're doing, they're running those camps. I can imagine those mm-hmm. kids would have gone crazy if you had shown up. Did you? Uh, did they suddenly try to get you work in that camp uh, that, now that you're back in town? No, I was. Uh, no, they didn't. I came back and then. Oh, uh, and then uh, Coach Drew just asked me to play a little one-on-one against some players, or, or, or actually it was five-on-one, <laughs> so and see if they could score. And you know, again, and, I, and no one scored, so I, 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 I think I still got the uh, the, the big twelve-all defensive prowess. But uh, that was it, though. Did you feel bad about blocking the shots of of ten-year-old campers? I mean, or did you did you feel okay about that? No, I mean, you know, I mean, they have to learn early. That you know, that no one's gonna take it easy, easy on them. <laughs> so <laughs> they got they, they got to learn it early. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Well, it's uh, it's been fun to uh, to watch, and and then for for I saw you at the uh, in Indianapolis, and, and it was quite mm-hmm. a sight to see you and Tristan and Devonte all riding around on scooters. In fact, it worried me. Yeah. I thought, is this is this a good thing for a man who's who's about to? And you know, it wasn't too long. What was that timeline like? Baylor wins the national title. I remember you were supposed to be somewhere. You were going to have to fly out the day of the game, and you were trying to debate on whether you were going to be able to stay or not. What was that yeah. timeline between Baylor winning the national title, and then you getting back to, um, you know, the the G League team, and then of course you get called up, and the rest is history. How quickly did all that happen? Yeah, so um, I'm out there in Indy, and then you know I was I was gonna leave, you know, I, before the national championship game, but then everyone was like, you know, stay, you got to be there, like stay. I was like, all right, I'll stay. So, um, and then you know, and then Monday comes, and you know, of course, there's all the fans fair on the national championship game, and then my uh, my agent calls me. He said, hey, um, Toronto wants to call you up, and they want you on the plane out of <laughs> out of Indianapolis immediately. And I was like, and he might, so I only had one backpack because I only packed like for like a weekend in Indy, but all my stuff was still back in, still back in Houston where I was training at. Um, so, I, but I said, okay. So I just took that one bag and then flew to Tampa because uh, that's where the team was at. That's where they're playing because Canada's shut down because of COVID. Um, so I flew to Tampa and then um, entered, a, <laughs> entered a quarantine, uh, the seven day quarantine. And then on, on Saturday, I uh, so I my quarantine ended that I got there that Monday. My quarantine ended on Saturday, and then I was on a flight to uh to uh, was like to Cleveland, and then I checked into my first NBA game. So. <laughs> yeah, and that's we got to touch on that. But I got to ask you, does it feel different 
Uh, you know, you watch the national title happen, then you fly out of town. Now that Baylor has actually won one, do when when you have like a Baylor T-shirt on, or you or somebody brings it up, do people almost respond differently now uh, in the in the aftermath of this national title? Have you have you noticed any change in how people react when when they realize you played at Baylor? Yeah. So before, um, you know, when um, you know, I, I would tell people though they would see me wear a Baylor shirt or you know Baylor basketball shirt, they'd be like, "Oh, you went to Baylor? That's cool." I say, "Oh yeah." I say, "Yeah." I'm like, "Oh, that's so cool." You know, I'm like, "Good for you." And then, um. And then now, you know, they see it. They're like, they're like, wait, they're like, were you on the like, like Scott Drews Baylor? Like, you were part of that. I was like, no, I wasn't. I wasn't on the team. But the year before, I was on the team. They're pretty good then too. And so, um, I got to try to hold you away. That's so cool. You won a national title. I was like, well, not technically speaking, but I know, I know the guys that did pretty well. So, um, yeah, there's a bit. So then they want to ask a bunch of questions about that, and want to know, like, oh, what's Coach Drew like? How cool was it? Like, you know. That's such a great job he did. So it's just a little, the conversations are just a bit longer now. It's not just, oh, that's cool, you go to Baylor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it leads to other things. Freddie Gillespie joining us now uh, has signed an extension, a contract with the Toronto Raptors. And I love the NBA, Freddie. I watch it constantly. I got to say, I was a little sad because I, I was kind of hoping you'd catch on with the Mavs. Um, in that last game of the season, or right at the end of the season, when you ran into the Mavs, and, and obviously by then you were putting up some really good numbers with the Raptors. Did, yeah. did any of the Mavs kind of joke about, hey, we might have missed the boat on you? <laughs> what were, did, you did you recognize some of the buddies that you ran into at Mavs camp? Uh, yeah, no, I did. They all were like, you know, congratulations, man. That's a big time, you know. Um, you know, Bo Bonnie's, I mean, everyone loves him. You know, he came over and gave me a hug. He was like, congrats before the game. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, Coach Carlo came and congratulated me. And I think, you know, for them, I mean, they were just like, hey, you know, you know, it didn't work out with us. We're happy it worked out for you. So, Yeah, and it has worked out. I, you know, Freddie, I, I guess all you can do is just do what you've always done and just show up and play as hard as possible. But, I mean, it, it, most people, it takes them a little while to get up to speed. What was that first game like? Was it almost good to just get thrown in as quickly as you did? Or was it, were there huge butterflies? How, how, what, was that, what was that situation like in your, in your first NBA game? Um, yeah, it was big. I mean, it was just, you know, I think for me, it was, yeah, was kind of nice to get thrown in there because um, you know, I didn't really have time to dwell on, think about, you know, oh, it's my first game or, you know, or, you know, I didn't have to make sure I knew the plays because they never taught them to me. So they were like, <laughs> so uh, I didn't know I, I couldn't mess up on defense. And I, mess, I couldn't call the wrong defensive scheme because they didn't teach it to me. So they were just like, go out there and play basketball and, you know, <laughs> and, and learn and, and do some on the job training. Um, so it was very low stakes. Uh, the coaches all told me, they're like, look, man, just play hard and, you know, give us what you can. And we'll see what we can do with it. Um, so, uh, which, which was kind of a, and then, you know, the, the results, I mean, it worked out that it worked out nicely for me, but I think that was better than, you know, making this whole thing with this whole build up to your first game and you know, all this thinking and overthinking to it. It was just, you know, sink or swim, go out there. You know, it's really cool to watch uh, the center. You were backing up um, kind of late in the year. You know, he's I think was maybe an undrafted or kind of an unheralded guy coming out. And both of y'all became kind of a one-two punch. Freddie, it's got, it had to be kind of interesting because you probably don't know until you get out there, okay, is my game going to hold up, same as I was doing in the G League? What will it be like at the NBA level? And, Freddie, you just kept blocking shots. 
and I'd look at your stat line, it'd be like two or three blocks. Were you? Yeah. Was, was there any part of you, Freddie, that was almost uh, a little surprised at, at just how quickly and how much? Uh, and I guess the great thing is, Coach Nurse started rewarding you and giving you more and more time. But were you almost a, a little surprised that it that you had that much success that quickly? Um, I mean, you know, I think yes and no. I think for me, it was you know, I mean, you, I mean, I. You know, because it was it was incremental. You know, it was it was for me. It was you know, it wasn't college, and then and then um, it wasn't it wasn't college to uh, uh, straight to my first NBA game. It was all right, college, and I was out in Miami training with a lot of pros who were out there for like six months, and then I went to training camp with the Mavs, and then and then I went to and then I, I played in some G League games who, who were there's some very great pros and players in there, and then you know and then um, got to my first NBA game. So it was it was more incremental for me, so which I think you know prepared me more. But also it was like, man, like I'm really, it was more like, man, I really am blocking DeMarcus Cousins and Kyrie. Like, <laughs> this is actually <laughs> happening. So that was kind of like more the, the shock factor there. But um, for me, like I said, but they made it clear. They're like, look, you keep blocking shots and then we'll keep playing you. So, I mean, it was, it was, it was simple. <laughs> Freddie Gillespie joining us, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. One of my favorite moments was when you were doing that Zoom call with the reporters and um, and they were asking you about the defense, and Freddie, you you suddenly got a little nervous because you didn't want to share any inside secrets yeah. from the team. Yeah, that yeah. got that got a, a lot of attention. I, I would imagine the uh, the coaches appreciated because uh, you, you were very polite about it. But you, I think yeah. that you basically said, "Hey, I think I'd rather not answer that one." Yeah, because um, you know, yeah, it's like when you're trying to get into the league, you know, you know, like you know, you want to make sure that like, you're doing the right things, and also like when you get like when you get called up, there's really no orientation. You know, they kind of just throw you in, and like kind of just like figure it out as you go along. So like a lot of things, I was like, you know, I didn't really know how to respond to because you no, know, no one ever said, oh, here's how you, you know, at the beginning of the season, there's a lot of hey, here's how you do interviews, here's how you, we want you to answer questions, here's you know, but um, yeah, and then I was kind of in it, so I was like, I'm not messing this opportunity up, so I'm gonna. <laughs> I'll, I'll pick silence okay, over risking this opportunity. <laughs> okay, now what is the uh, offseason going to be like for you? I can imagine, um, boy, they try, probably tried to get you into the Olympics. I mean, there's so many other uh, – there's so many opportunities out there. And, and, of course, you want to continue to uh, hone your craft and, and build on what you did late in the season. What are, what are your plans for the offseason? Uh, yeah, so for me, um, you know, the, so the Raptors are no, well known for their – off-season training on um, the off-season, the off-season development program. Um, so a lot of it is just you know I'll be out and I'll be out working with them for a lot of for a lot of couple of mini camps um, throughout the summer. It's like a little week long, week and a half long mini camps, um, and then I'll be you know playing in summer league. Um, so that'll be like you know with about you know ten days with actual games, and I think the camp before summer league is like you know six days. So it'll be like seventeen days total in August. So that'll be pretty big. Um, and then yeah, and then um, just you know like I said, I'm back getting some training back here in Waco is always good. I came back here and. You know, I got some workouts in here, and um, that's always great to kind of, you know, <laughs> get back to your roots. Um, but, yeah, and I'll be out in Houston for the most part just doing off-season training, and my trainers there are in communication with the with, with the Raptors staff to make sure that, you know, I'm on, the right, I'm, I'm on the right track and do what I need to get done. All right. Are you going to lobby the Raptors to uh, uh, the, the scouts and all? you got two Baylor players that could go in the first round. Have you, uh, have you, are you going to give them some inside knowledge perhaps on uh, – Davion and uh, obviously Jared, and did you hear the news today? Meyer is coming back to Baylor, so we, we do yeah, get yeah, yeah so, we, do, we get another year of the mullet. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, I was talking with Matt about that, and you know he was kind of 
I was on the phone with him a couple, or someone I was talking about with him that I think like a week ago or two weeks ago, and you know he was he, 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 he was just going his whole thought process on that whole thing. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think you know, like I said, you know, uh, I, I mean, I think I mean, you know, I have my thoughts about it, but you know, I think like I said, I mean, I'm excited for him. I think it'd be good for him. <laughs> um, you know, I think you know, Jared benefited by coming back. Mesa benefited by coming back. Um, I would imagine the same would happen for him. All right, and have you found yourself knowing the NBA game has become so much about the three-pointer? Um, do you find yourself in some of your shooting sessions uh, floating out there, Freddie, or are you still kind of – you feel like you are uh, you need to kind of stay down there close to the rim? Oh, yeah, no, I mean, definitely, like you said, three-pointer is, you know, three is worth more than two. That's been the, 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 the stats have shown it. The winning teams have shown it. I'm definitely out there at the perimeter, starting out there in the corners, um, I kind of set that short corner shot in college a lot, so I just took I just took two more steps out. You know, now I'm shooting that corner three. Um, so something I'm working on. It's coming together nicely. Kind of off my shooting form a little bit, but uh, I'm happy with the progress, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm keep hammering away at it. All right. Well, you've always been a good free throw shooter. There'll never be a hacky a hack a Freddy type situation. I you know and, and, no, you've seen there's been some rough moments in some of these playoffs. I'm sure you're watching yeah. it. And uh, by the way, yeah. is that is that Nick Nurse? Is he? Uh, he seems like an interesting guy. Does, is, are there any similarities with Scott Drew? I mean, this guy seems extremely uh, emotional. Obviously, won a title there with Kawhi. What, what's, uh, what is, who does he, does he remind you of anybody, or is he really unique? He's just kind of really unique. I mean, you know, I think, I think you know, both are great coaches, Coach Drew and, and Coach Nurse. Um, but, yeah, no, Coach Nurse, yeah, I mean, he's just, you know, just a straight shooter, likes to try new things, um, you know, uh, trust his players. I mean, it's just, I mean, um, and then in terms of, you know, this is just, uh, it's just, it's just different. I think, you know, he has, his, he has his own unique way of approaching the game and approaching basketball and approaching players. But um, I like it personally. Okay, it is unique. By the way, I'm starting to see some Raptors jerseys um, around Central Texas. All right, Freddie? So you're starting to uh, – you're already having an impact. And, um, and we, well, it was always fun to have you back. I appreciate you jumping on with us. Oh, no problem. Thank you. Okay. I'm, okay. Nope. There he goes. Thank you, Freddie. And uh, Freddie is, uh, yeah, those uh, Raptors jerseys. It's been a lot of fun uh, to watch. And, and he has had a uh, had a remarkable career at Baylor. Started, as a lot of people know, Division Three, and then shows up at Baylor and develops and develops his game. And now he's become, uh, he was quite a fine for the Raptors. And he's become a, a shot-blocking dude, a rebounder, does a little bit of everything, and just an all-around fun guy. Speaking of that, EP, you're a good guy. You're a fun guy, and uh, we uh, appreciate it. It's been fun working with you. And uh, I will, uh, I'll talk to you soon, sir. Yes, sir. I'll be in the studios after you or off every day uh, in the studio with uh, Tom and okay. Stephen. So I'll be Good. around the uh, I'll be around uh, the studios for at least until school starts back. <laughs> EP, you got to watch. You, you've probably tried to retire in life. They don't let you do that around here. No sir. It's, it's good to have you. It is the Matt Mosley ending by. Stay tuned. Recently on Game Time, we're joined now by the national champion head coach, Mitch Thompson. Having played the championship game in 15, we were on the doorstep. In 17, we had a great club, and we've been pretty consistent. I think we've been able to put together a really good program with really good coaches and players every year. And, you know, I'm sitting here staring at the trophy in my office right now, and it's, it's making me smile, but it makes me want to go back and get another one. Game Time, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. 
Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. For over 15 years, Wings Pizza and Things in Temple has been your go-to spot to watch the game and fuel up on great food. As the name implies, you can get delicious wings in 15 different flavors and amazing fresh-made pizzas. But that's not all that's on the menu. Try one of their burgers, sandwiches, or wraps. Or check out their new specials, which include two for $28 meal deals or their family feast. And you can top your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Wings Pizza and Things is family-friendly and has more than 60 TVs, so you know your game is on. Go to wingsintemple.com for their menu. At UBO Business Services, being the premier copier service provider in Texas has its advantages. In production, UBO is the only dealership in North America that can sell and service the Xerox, Iridesc, and Versant lines, as well as Konica Minolta's Acuro Press line and Ricoh's Production Pro 7210SX. In wide format, UBO offers HP's industry-leading line of equipment. Call Sean Hunt at 254-772-1600 or ubeo.com. Are you nearly maxed out in your credit cards? It doesn't matter if you're using your credit cards for fun or to survive. At the end of the month, your statements come in. And you can either pay them or you can't. If you can't, late fees and interest rates get tacked on. And now, you're struggling just to make the minimum payment due. Do you feel trapped? Am I talking to you? Good, because I personally researched some companies that can help you. They may be able to reduce your credit card balances by 50% and stop the late fees. If you qualify, please call our special debt hotline number right now for a complimentary free five-minute consultation. Deal with your credit card problem now before it gets much worse and put more money back in your pocket. Trust me, I've been there too. Call right now. 800 948 1659. 800 948 1659. That's 800 948 1659. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Wines with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Atlanta Hawks move on to the Eastern Conference Finals after beating the 76ers 103 96. The Phoenix Suns overcame Chris Paul's absence to beat Los Angeles Clippers 120 114 in Game 1 of the Western Conference Finals. Game 2 tomorrow night, and the Eastern Conference Finals begin on Wednesday night with the Hawks and the Bucks. Mississippi State set a College World Series record, striking out 21 and beat Texas 2-1 yesterday. The World Series continues today with an elimination game this afternoon, Stanford and Arizona, and tonight, Vanderbilt and NC State. Rangers will try to stop a six-game slide as they open a series at home with the A's tonight, first pitch at 7.05, and you can catch that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Coming From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, KTON Temple, K230CH Temple, and KDHTHD3 Bellamy, K283CD Waco. It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'm going to get it. Cause I, 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 been waiting all night It's gang time 
Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield and Steven Simcox. All right, welcome. Welcome one and all to Game Time here for a Monday afternoon. Tom Barfield, EP Garth in for Steven Simcox this afternoon. Straight up and down 4 o'clock, we welcome you to Monday. EP, I, I haven't... I haven't really paid a whole lot of attention. We've had a lot of things going on in the building today. I, I But I did not, you know, I've just looked up and next someone said, hey, it's raining. And well, I'm telling you, it was pouring outside. It's raining? <laughs> uh, yeah. He- hello. So, yeah, same to you. It, yeah, it is raining. Uh, and I'm telling you, at, at just a couple of minutes ago, it was flat pouring. So, and we do have some rain in the forecast for uh, this evening. And you know we're going to have rain in the forecast because last night, I watered the yard. Of course it's going to rain. Uh, you know, it was starting to get a little crispy, and I thought, well, you know, I better put a little water on the um, on the yard, and, and let's see how things go there. So I, I, I do that, and the next thing you know, it's raining today. So, And, yeah, the humidity is like 700%. I don't know. But, uh, anyway, we welcome you into the program. Did you have a good weekend? Did you have a good Father's Day, by the way? I did. How about yourself? I, I did. I uh, went to church yesterday morning and then came home and negotiated the couch and uh, went up and went, I literally went upstairs to, in, into our little upstairs TV room. And uh, I, I'm telling you, I just wore my thumb out going back and forth between college baseball and the uh, U.S. Open Golf Tournament. And just really just spent the entire afternoon doing that. And then uh, late last evening, you know, 6 or 7 o'clock, went over to a buddy's house to watch the uh, the Longhorn game on, uh, on on television. So, yeah, it was a good day. It was, it was a good day. It spent most of Saturday up here working. I had a lot of things to do. So it was, you know, one of those one of those type weekends where sometimes, you, you, you know, hey, I'm kind of falling behind on some of these things. I'm going to get them done. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. So, uh, anyway, did you see or have you read where the New York Yankees ended the game yesterday with a triple play, which is highly unusual? But here's the, the kicker to the whole thing. That is the third triple play that New York has turned this season. Yeah, that it's that's odd. That, that really is, is crazy yeah. that they have been able to do that. But yeah, they have turned three triple plays this season. And here's how yesterday's triple play went down uh, on the, on the uh, New York Yankee broadcast. This could be one, two, on the first. It's a triple play. They've done it again. Three times a charm, and the Yankees win two to one. Can you believe it? How about that? A triple play to end the game, and that is the third one this year. I mean, how highly unusual is a triple play? I mean, I've seen, I think, maybe one. You just don't see those, and they've had three this season and we haven't even reached july well a lot of times when you see a triple play it's an an orthodox triple mm-hmm. play it's it's because of bad base running or whatever the case yeah, may caught be. him off guard yeah, yeah yeah but this was uh defensive fielding it was a beauty yeah it was, it, it was. i mean if you get a chance go hunt it hunt it down and watch it but uh anyway so what did you do i mean do you uh did you did you get to watch any sports yesterday uh, well the, the the my favorite game over the weekend was uh, the game between uh, Vanderbilt 
and uh, uh, North Carolina State. And that, that was a, uh, a game that went back and forth mm-hmm. and back and forth. And uh, then it, uh, it went into extra innings. And then you know, Vandy got off to a terrible start. And uh, Kamara Rocker uh, was just beaten up in that, that first inning. But they settled, he settled down. The team settled down. And, again, it was back and forth, back and forth. And then it was a walk-off by the uh, third baseman that uh, won the ball game. Yeah, and yeah, I was watching the ball game, and uh, it, you, you, I'm like you. Uh, the momentum in that game just kept swinging back and forth. You go, uh oh, mm-hmm. Vandy's not going <laughs> to. They're not going to pull this out. And then, yeah, yeah, they are. And then the, it, but you're right. Both teams, I thought, had opportunities to win the game, and. You could say they didn't take advantage of them, or you could say the the opponent made some terrific pitches and some terrific plays. I just thought it was a great college baseball game all the way around. Yeah, it was it was a, a great Saturday of baseball, mm-hmm. and of course, uh, uh, Stanford uh, upset and uh, you know uh, kind of manhandled in that f- first game on Saturday, and then uh, Texas uh, they just seemed like the Mississippi State's got their number this year. And we're going to get into that game in some detail here a little later on. But did you see how many times they punched out? 21 strikeouts. Stop and think about that. There's 27 outs in a game. And Texas struck out 21 times. My goodness. And still had a chance to win the game in the ninth inning. That is what I love about baseball. Typically, if you're dominated, and they were dominated, Mm -hmm. you have no chance to win. But because they pitched and played defense, even though they were dominated on the offensive side, they still had a chance. So the guy gets a home run, boom, now it's a 2 1 ball game because they pitched and played defense. I mean, they had 10 or 11 strikeouts themselves, but they struck out 21, and they had the tying run, I believe, at third base last night, and maybe even the winning run at first base. I think they had them on the corners when the game ended, but uh, they did. They struck out 21 times. Now, those two teams met in February. They met February, or maybe the first game of the season. It was, you know, it was up in Arlington at Globe Life Field, and and Texas and was up there in a, in a tournament, as was Mississippi, Mississippi State and Arkansas. Texas got swept by all three teams that they played. Mississippi State, uh, Mississippi State rather, recorded 18 strikeouts in that game. So EP Texas and Mississippi State have played twice, 18 innings of baseball. And Texas has struck out 39 times, <laughs> 39 times against against Bulldog pitching. I mean, crazy. Yet they had a chance to win the game last night, and I honestly thought they were going to do it because they had they they started kind of getting to their closer, the the Bulldog closer. So now they're over on the loser side of this thing. And we all know how tough that's going to be. So we'll see how that goes. We'll get into that today. We'll, uh, we're going to talk about the U.S. Open. And uh, we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, man, Baylor basketball gets some great news. And I know Matt mostly talked about it today. But we're, we're going to get Matt back with us at the top of the hour and kind of get his thoughts there. Uh, we'll uh, also, Ted Emmerich, who calls, the, uh, calls a lot of things for, uh, for Westwood One. He uh, he was doing the the reports for the uh, U.S. Open this week, and you heard him right here on ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. We're going to get Ted back on the program and just kind of get his thoughts on the U.S. Open. Did you watch much of the golf uh, yesterday or this weekend at all, EP? I mean, 
I mean, I, you got to have a passion for golf to watch golf, but I love it. I mean, I could sit there and they could play putt putt and I'd watch. Yeah, I watched a little bit on Saturday uh, when I had I was in front of a TV traveling most of the the time to Tyler and back, but uh, you know followed followed it on the ESPN app and the best I possibly could and. But yes, it was. Uh, every time I looked, the leaderboard was changing. It was, and that's that was my point. I mean, you, there was momentum swings, particularly yesterday. It, it was crazy. I mean, th- there were times where I, you, you just, it was just fun to watch. I mean, there were. This guy would take off and get on a run, and you're, okay, he's going to win the golf tournament. Nope, this guy would take off and get on a run. Nope, he's going to win. It was so much fun just to sit back and watch those guys go at it, and then John Rahm ends up winning the golf tournament. So we'll get into all of that coming up a little later on in the program. Uh, it is a uh, it is a Monday afternoon edition of Game Time here on ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. Tom Barfield and E.P. Garth and Brian uh, uh, reader, in, in, I mean, w- w- hey, it, the gang's all here on a uh, on a Monday afternoon. This is game time on ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy skies tonight with a 70% chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms. Low temperatures fall to around 68 degrees. It'll be partly sunny tomorrow. It's going to be a cooler day with a high of 84. And on Wednesday, mostly sunny skies, much warmer with a high of 94. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 855-51-BIBLE. That's 855-51-BIBLE. 855-51-BIBLE. Recently on the John Morris Show. Frank was just such a gentleman, such a great representative of Baylor University. And it wasn't just Baylor. I mean, he was doing the Baylor games, but he was so well-respected that he was doing Southwest Conference basketball TV games every week. And the other coaches in the Southwest Conference were okay with that just because Frank was so so fair and did such a great job for their schools and for the league. Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. When you're dealing with life's ups and downs, it helps to know the ins and outs of insurance. Farmers Insurance has been sharing practical insurance knowledge for more than 90 years. At David Greenup Insurance Agency, they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. Contact David Greenup Farmers Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889 to find out how he can help you protect the things that matter most to you. That's Greenup Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889. We are farmers. When you're dealing with life's ups and downs, it helps to know the ins and outs of insurance. 
Farmers Insurance has been sharing practical insurance knowledge for more than 90 years. At David Greenup Insurance Agency, they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. Contact David Greenup Farmers Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889 to find out how he can help you protect the things that matter most to you. That's Greenup Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time. Time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-883-3024. 800-883-3024. That's 800-883-3024. All right, they are in the top of the eighth inning in Omaha as we welcome you back into ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. Top of the eighth inning in Omaha and the Stanford Cardinal leading Arizona 14-5. to So it looks like unless there is a, uh, a miraculous comeback, the uh, Arizona is going to be two and Q in this in this thing. All right, we were talking about the the United States Open Golf Championship yesterday, and I, I just again I thought it was a terrific golf tournament. Uh, you you had guys uh, that were jumping up on the leaderboard, and then they'd fade back a little bit, and then make a run. Somebody else would make a run, and I, I don't know. At one point, I I thought Roy McIlroy was gonna was gonna win the golf tournament, but it just wasn't to be. It was it was certainly meant to be for John Rahm, and I think it was kind of poetic. EP, and if you'll remember, uh, our guy from Cottonwood Creek Golf Course, Kenny Duron, said, "Hey, I think John Rahm is poised to win this golf tournament." And he was 100 percent correct. Yeah, he really was, and um, he was. Uh, there was uh, a lot of conviction in his voice when he said it. Absolutely, and uh, the uh, John Rahm, I, I think it was kind of poetic for him to win the golf tournament after what happened at the Memorial, with him having a six-shot lead. And then PGA officials coming onto the golf course and taking him off the green and saying, hey, you've tested positive for COVID. You've got to go into quarantine. And then he uh, he tested negative a couple of times after that and was out of quarantine and, and got himself ready to go play in the U.S. Open and wins the U.S. Open. And here is the, uh, the final call uh, in yesterday's United States 121st playing of the U.S. Open. It's come down to one shot. To decide the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines. A must hole out by Roost Hazen to force a playoff. Only four of the last 27 U.S. Open champions have birdied the 72nd hole. No U.S. Open champion again has ever eagled it. Pass past the hole. Let's see if he can get it to spin. Not going to come enough. His first U.S. Open champion, John Rahm. John Rahm, the winner in the uh, in the golf tournament, and uh, how about that? Now, it wasn't easy for Rahm. 
I, I don't know. A, he, he, here's what Rom had to do. Rom had to make a 25-foot birdie putt on the 17th hole to tie for the lead and then make a 18-foot birdie to give him the one-shot lead over Oosthuizen. Now, no one has ever birdied the last two holes to win the U.S. Open by one shot in 121 play, you know, years of the U.S. Open. No one's ever went birdie-birdie on 17 and 18, the, the 71st and 72nd holes, to win by one in the U.S. Open. That, and then it wasn't like he was making these little kick-ins. He 25-foot birdie, 18-foot birdie, and that's what John Rahm had to do. And so uh, Rahm from Spain is a winner dedicating the championship to Seve Ballesteros, which I thought was another pretty cool move in its own right. So there you go, John Rahm, your winner in the uh, in the U.S. Open. So uh, let's see, uh, Roy, as we mentioned, Roy McIlroy was poised. I mean, he was in a, in a great position to secure what would have been his fifth major since 2014. McIlroy stumbled. Uh, on uh, Sunday on the uh, two of the toughest holes on the south course at Torrey Pines, and that kind of took him uh, out of contention. The one that got me the most, EP, was Bryson DeChambeau. I, again, it, it, at one point, DeChambeau was, I mean, he was, he was moving and he had things going well. DeChambeau had gone 30 consecutive holes without making a bogey. And then after making the turn at two under 33, he was one shot off the lead going into the final nine, and he shoots eight over 44 on the final nine holes of the U.S. Open Championship. So what do you think was going through his mind down the down the stretch there, especially considering what happened to him? With the uh, the COVID scare, what do you think his thoughts were? Rom's you you're talking were, about? Yeah, uh, well, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, I, I'm sure he was. You know, he just seemed like a very confident guy. I mean, he was very. It was, I don't know, almost matter of fact, like sometimes the way he was playing yesterday. But DeShambo's the one that got me. I mean, here's the guy. He's two under. He's 200 in the golf tournament, makes the turn. He's one shot off the lead with nine holes to play. Guy can hit it 6,000 miles, and he shoots 44. I mean, he had, he had I think, a double. Let's see, DeChambeau on the backside, bogeyed 11 and 12. Then he doubled seven, and on the 13th, he had a quadruple bogey eight. No, he had a quadruple bogey eight on the 17th hole. So he had – DeChambeau had back-to-back bogeys on 11 and 12, followed by a double bogey on 7, and on 13th, a quadruple bogey 8. It just just crazy. Uh, and so he shoots 8 over, 44 on the back 9 of the final day of the U.S. Open, ended up at 6 over. Made the turn at 2 under and ends up 6 over, and, you know, and obviously way out of contention. But uh, that's the one that gets me. I get that you're going to make some mistakes. I get there's going to be some difficulties, but man, when you're when you're as good as he is, and to go out and shoot an eight over forty four, that is, that's just the one that got me. Now, but it, but to your point about John Rahm, I just think as as nerves got to a lot of guys, and maybe he was nervous. He may have been shaking in his boots, but he certainly didn't show it. I mean, he looked like he was just. You know, he looked very calm. Now, he, he showed the emotion when he rolled that putt in. 
I mean, the, you, he he erupted, and and so did so did the crowd. But man, but when he was going about his business, he was. I mean, he was he was laser focused. It looked like to me. I mean, what did you get to see no, the last I did couple not. of holes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, to me, he looked like he was just locked in. And, and ready to go. It was fun. And then I went back uh, last night and watched a lot of it on the um, that television program that NBC has on their golf channel, uh, you know, just live from the U.S. Open or live from the, you know, whatever the tournament is. It's just – and, you know, they break it down. But I, I just thought John Rahm was, was laser-focused and, and ready to go. But – and he beat – the world's best. Make no mistake about it. You had you had great players that were making moves and then fading and then you know sliding back. But he just he just stayed steady, and, and again he had to make a couple of huge putts. And, and, and now whether he can make those putts, you know, again I don't know, but he doesn't have to. He made them then, so. That was uh, that was pretty impressive for uh, for John Rom. All right, it is a four twenty two twenty two after four as we talk golf here on this. Uh, on this Monday afternoon, we are so glad you're with us as we roll through this this Monday afternoon. Now, uh, boy, this I can just imagine what it's like outside right now. <laughs> we haven't been out there, but you know, we we had the cloud cover. It was a little muggy. No, it was a lot muggy. Then we hit the, we get the showers, and now the rain is over and the sun is back out. Can you just imagine what it feels like right now? Uh, anyway, so uh, we, we're glad you're with us here on a Monday afternoon. This is uh, Game Time on uh, ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. Our guy, Stephen Simcox, will be back in the building tomorrow, and I guarantee you we're all going to be we're all going to be around Stephen trying to get all the stories on the little one as. Uh, as they, uh, uh, as Stephen gets back to work and, and gets back into a routine, but we're gonna we're gonna hear all about Little Sawyer uh, tomorrow and, and get all the details on Little Sawyer from Stephen Simcox. That'll be coming up tomorrow as he returns to us here on ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. All right, let's take a second and let's talk about Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. They're at 201 West Loop 340. Uh, you can check out the vehicles. This this is this is a pretty cool thing you can do here. You can go to alansamuelsdcj.com, alansamuelsdcj.com, 